Pitt landed a quarterback from Tennessee and Kenny Menchie the day after Kenny Pickett was drafted. We're going to talk with Locked On's recruiting expert, John Garcia Jr., to discuss the commitment of Kenny Menchie, how this all happened, and could Pitt potentially draw in some more Tennessee prospects in the 2023 recruiting class and maybe even the 2024 recruiting class. That's all coming up today on this episode of Locked on Pit that is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's get into the episode. Our Locked on Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. And as always, I am joined by Locked On's great recruiting insider and analyst, John Garcia Jr., also writes for Sports Illustrated, the director of college football recruiting over there john welcome you you welcoming you into the show yet again it's always great to have you on yes sir yeah pit uh pit stays in the news these days recruiting portal draft i mean the whole thing so happy to be back it does and they've made a lot more headlines than i can remember around this time of year and one of those headlines shortly after the draft was that pit had a quarterback commit now it got lost in the shuffle with addison you know, getting into the portal and all that. And then Kenny Pickett obviously being drafted in the first round. And so those kind of overtook it. But Pitt did receive a commit from a quarterback from Tennessee and Kenny Minshew, who I don't know if anyone really saw coming. This was kind of a surprise this early on that he, he pulled the trigger, but felt like he didn't love – He's you know, the comments that I've read from him the, in the interviews doesn't love the recruiting process, felt it was the right place. And so he took the leap. Uh, I mean, what what's kind of your – thoughts on you know why he chose Pitt and why that kind of happened so quickly like you said Nick he, this is not a kid who loves the process and is going to tweet out every offer and visit and kind of play the whole social media game uh and his demeanor is like that we got to see him on the field Sunday at the Elite 11 in Nashville and this kid's demeanor never changed and it was a very hot very long workout and you just never saw any different facial expression uh everything looked steady uh, with with Kenny Minchie. And I think that's something that carries over clearly into his personality. Um, and and you have to look at, like you said, the headlines at Pitt are bigger now than than you can remember. Imagine being a quarterback, right? Uh, where where you see the ACC title, you see uh, Kenny Pickett uh, being in the Heisman conversation, you see him go in the first round. All of these things that that have lined up with this explosive offense are advantageous to recruiting the position going forward. Um, so, yeah, it was not something we expected. I, I didn't know a ton about him leading into that verbal commitment, um, but certainly when he when he did pop, you looked into it a little bit more and you kind of liked it the more you, you dug into it. And then having seen him, I really like it for Pitt at this point. Uh, you know, this is a, a very interesting and different quarterback to me than, than Kenny Pickett. Um, so I think that's a good thing for Pitt. I, I think you, you're saying, hey – we can win and succeed in different ways. It's not, there's not just a cookie cutter, you know, only one way to do it type of mentality. And I think that's something that he probably liked. And I think he's a kid that you think of 
you think of uh, all the Addison stuff that happened in the phone call between Narduzzi and uh, Lincoln Riley and all that. And if there's a kid that you could watch and say, man, that demeanor fits the guy who made the phone call. It felt like it was Kenny Minchie out of, you know, a hundred quarterbacks we saw the other day. So I think the fit works. Um, and I'm not surprised that he wanted to get this thing done as soon as possible. Cause he's, he's a kid that just seems like he's all business and that's a great thing at that position. Yeah, Pitt not really dipping into their toes into the Tennessee waters very often, so they kind of go outside of their recruiting footprint to get the quarterback commit as well. Uh, Kenny Pickett was kind of in their footprint in the New Jersey area, um, so they've had kind of guys that stick in this area, but Tennessee's not a place where they really go to get a lot of recruits, but they land a quarterback from there. And you said specifically Kenny Minchie a little bit different than Kenny Pickett. Now, the Kenny Pickett we all know is, of course, Really smart guy, tough competitor, really great outside the pocket. That's kind of Kenny Pickett's big thing. Uh, his auto structure ability has a solid deep ball, really grew into his own over his years here at Pitt. What did you see from Kenny Minshew to say what type of quarterback he is, his skill set at the next level, and how you kind of see him, I guess, working out in the college level? Well, first thing you notice, uh, Nick, is his build. Uh, you, you watch him throw. Uh, and he's a kid that's that's very broad, filled out uh, with a compact body structure, six foot six one or so. Uh, and you pop on the tape, and you know that he can utilize that physicality uh, at the quarterback position. But I just loved the power and efficiency combination that he brought to the table. Uh, and I loved his mechanics too. You know, very high release, almost ninety degrees, probably right here, like. Uh, I don't know, 72 degrees, if you will, um, a little bit in between that classic three quarter and a 90 degree release. So you, you like that launch point. Certainly the release was quick as well, but it had some juice behind it. Uh, they, they really opened up the camp with some 50 yard nine routes. And uh, Minchie was a, among the best at, at pushing the ball down the field accurately. So that's something that immediately you're like, OK, let's keep an eye on this pit kid. Everyone just kept calling the pit kid. Um, keep an eye on him because uh, because he started off really strong and then he just never wavered. That's where we went with the demeanor we talked about earlier. He was just steady and efficient. Accuracy, footwork, arm strength, um, off script stuff. When they wanted him to go off platform, he was comfortable with it. The footwork was right there as well. Now, he probably wasn't the best in like any one category. And this was a loaded camp, by the way, they invited three kids to the elite 11 finals and more kids from that camp will be invited. He was a top 10 performer for us, but he was probably in that top three in like every category. And that's really what you want at the quarterback position for me, uh, because it's, it's an overall game, right? Um, you, you think about the pro day station where he had a really nice day. Uh, you, you get a whole variety of throws in the short to intermediate we talked about the first impression being this this long ball that he had so you know you kind of wonder is that his trick is that his bag where he's just the guy with great build and arm strength that could really push it down the field and then the rest of the day you see the rest of it unravel where he can hit you short to intermediate just as well uh, and i like that uh, like i said i like his launch point and i really like the balance that he throws with i think that's something we don't value as much because we fall in love with the Patrick Mahomes off script, you know, Aaron Rodgers throwing off of his back foot where we're just so uh, enticed by a live arm that 
you know, a kid who's balanced on every throw and throws from a good base is something that we don't value high enough. But when it comes to longevity, accuracy, efficiency, protecting the football, ball placement, all of those things go back to that initial balance. And we talked about his mechanics and launch point, which are also positives. And you start to just really like his his overall game and, and you like to value this this pit commitment from the state of Tennessee. So if you are going to go outside the footprint, like you talked about, go get a kid like this who you could see engineering an offense uh, for multiple years. I talked about that demeanor. It would not shock me if this kid played and succeeded earlier in his college career because just nothing seemed to overwhelm him on a day that is designed to overwhelm you. Uh, so that was another you know extreme positive to take away from it. Folks, we'll get right back into the talk here. But first, let me let you know about Bet Online because our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, lights, and even more next season's NFL future odds. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website to use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. So, Pitt, after this year, potentially Keaton Slovis could leave for the NFL draft. So, they could be having a hole here. Depend- they have Nick Paddock, too. But we could be talking about an open season competition potentially for the 2023 QB1 job. So, you're telling me Kenny Minshew, the freshman, potentially could come in. And, and who knows? Who knows? Kenny Pickett played his freshman year. Remember that. Kenny Minshew, could it be Kenny to Kenny? <laughs> it could. Look, I said, I, I I was I was stricken by his physicality and then his demeanor before we got into the arm and the footwork and all that stuff. I mean, he was just the same guy and that's, that's just what you want it shows maturity uh this kid's you know been well coached he's a multi-year starter already so he'll be a three-year starter uh by the time he wraps up his senior season that's another um you know predetermined uh, point that helps when, when guys play early right it's it's not the late emerging high school recruit that starts a year year and a half that gets the nod as a true freshman it's the guy who's a three or four-year starter who's kind of been there and done that at the high school level. So after this year, I think that will be closer to how we describe Kenny Minchie. So I think that's another important factor. But yeah, I mean, with with talent, that's one thing. Um, I, I think when you talk about which quarterbacks can play as true freshmen, it's to me, it's about the maturity, the demeanor, and the longstanding experience. And by November, Minchie will have checked all of those boxes in, in pretty much permanent marker. Well, who knows? Maybe it could happen. Kenny Minchie, I thought his tape was really impressive when I watched it. As you said, the deep ball really stuck out to me. Hits his guys in stride. And for Pitt's offense, that is really moving towards more of a deep ball, an explosive game. This has been something Pat Narduzzi has really emphasized, becoming more explosive offensively. I think Minchie fits that very nicely. Uh, so all th- good things to hear there. But I do kind of want to talk about quarterback recruiting in general. So Kenny Minchie committed literally the day after the morning after Kenny Pickett was picked by the Steelers. And there that's not a coincidence, I don't think. I think that there is some kind of trickle to that. Kenny Pickett goes 20 the, overall, the only quarterback selected, I believe, in the top 75. So 
That's incredible stuff for Pitt. They produced Kenny Pickett, the first-round quarterback. Pitt's had three NFL quarterbacks under Pat Narduzzi, Peterman, and Savage, the other two. So they now have a track record of producing NFL quarterbacks. And Kenny Pickett, obviously, was in the program for five seasons and now goes first round. How does that help Pat Narduzzi and Frank Signetti and these guys that are trying to get the quarterback recruits to come in? Maybe they're you know trying to go for bigger fish, and they land – a pretty highly rated kid too. And Kenny Minchie, who is just starting to kind of blow up. And now it looks like the quarterback recruiting landscape is a little bit changed with the fact that Kenny Pickett goes first round. It, it's important. And there's, there's really no other way to spin it. You know, he's, this is, this is recruiting has become about the NFL, right? I mean, for a lot of programs, it's like, Hey, we want to sell you on academics and then athletics and then winning. And all that is really great. But, we hear about the NFL a lot in talking to these kids. So when you have tangible value there, and in this case, exclusive tangible value, because like you said, the only first round quarterback, the only quarterback in the first 75 picks, that really just stamps what you're selling. And and that was a longstanding developed quarterback who who apexed on the field uh, as a, as a fifth year guy in conjunction with a title, by the way. So if it does go back to winning, you could sell that too. But when it's so tangible and and successful at that position, it just hits differently. And I think that's something that all recruits will take notice of and continue to take notice of. Um, I mean, how many times are you watching NFL football? You've got your Twitter scroll up and, you know, these schools are talking about, oh, well, this is a former Wisconsin quarterback or a former Michigan State quarterback, or this is our guy at Oklahoma it's a Kyler Murray, you know, tweet Th that stuff matters because it's, it's a physical reminder to a younger generation that maybe doesn't have that awareness um, that this pipeline is possible towards the NFL. So when you have that so recently and the most recent of, of anyone um, I do think it hits a little bit different and will over the next year, you know, every quarterback recruit that Pitt offers in any class is going to say, well, hey, uh, they just won the ACC title. They're an explosive offense, and Kenny Pickett just went in the first round. I mean, those are going to be stock answers. Like when you talk to certain kids about certain schools, you kind of know what they're going to say at some at some points. For so for quarterbacks at Pitt, those three things will inevitably come up every single time you talk to them, and that is a great thing to run through uh, for for Pitt in general. And I think that absolutely played a role in Minchie making this call. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Uh, again, the correlation, maybe not exactly causation. Felt like Minshew was thinking about it for a while, but Pickett being picked in the first round probably just solidified that a little bit more for him. And so Pitt, again, three NFL quarterbacks under Pat Narduzzi. It's pretty impressive to even say that the reason they haven't had more is because obviously Kenny Pickett has been starting there for forever, and now yeah. he finally goes off to the NFL. So who knows? Could have four next year if Keaton Slovis uh, ends up in the NFL as well, which would be another boon to Pitt's quarterback reputation. And, and I, I do kind of want to ask you about quarterback recruiting because I think Pitt is doing something interesting with their quarterback recruiting, which is they've offered kids in Kansas, South Dakota. They've gone as far west as California to offer kids at the quarterback position. They've offered kids in Texas, Alabama. Iowa. Uh, obviously, they've offered guys within their footprint, too. They just offered a local kid from Penn Hills. Um, they've offered a lot of different players from different areas, Florida, you know, within the footprint. But they go significantly outside the footprint for quarterback recruits. As I said, all the way to California. You don't see that all that often. Um, Pitt doesn't offer many California kids. Um, so 
all the going outside that footprint. Is that just a quarterback specific thing for you? How hard is it to get, say, someone outside of the recruiting footprint like a Minchie to come to Pitt? Uh, and and kind of how do you work quarterback recruiting into the general sphere of general recruiting? Great question there, Nick. You know, first of all, I do think when it comes to quarterback, you got to go get your guy. I don't care where he's from. Um, it's got to be a good fit and it's got to really align with what you want at the position. And, and the geography should not be a major factor for that. But here's the thing. Once you do go outside of the footprint and win a recruitment like this, now you do say, OK, well, now we're in this position. So let's at least try to take advantage of it, because what the pandemic taught us about recruiting and, and these these great classes in general, Nick, is that. Kids recruit kids just as much as, as the coaches do. So when you go outside the footprint and it's your quarterback, it's your centerpiece guy, your class high headliner, your extension of the coaching staff, whatever you want to throw on it, it brings you just a different ability uh, to potentially stay in that area, at least for a little bit, right? At least in this current class of 2023, you could now expect Pitt to maybe at least inquire about prospects in memphis and in nashville and in atlanta and in birmingham all, all around kind of the, the tennessee footprint uh and maybe there's a little bit more familiarity with Pitt because minchie is now verbally committed so it really does work both ways and it could kind of put you in the game uh for a recruit I, I, every week nick we talk to recruits and they say oh well i wasn't really looking at this school but i know a guy who just committed or i know a guy who just signed there last year and he tells me that it's amazing. The campus is great, et cetera. And now I'm thinking about a visit. I mean, something so small can really spark something um, on the recruiting trail. Uh, and I think that's a very big deal when it's your quarterback, because that's just a more trusted, more relied upon, more reached out to prospect uh, in general because of, of the value uh, that comes and the pressure that comes with the quarterback position. So you, you don't go out of your footprint for everyone. You certainly would for a quarterback, but after you grab them, start looking around. You know, I think we see that every year uh, in recruiting, like Tennessee, which got their quarterback earlier from California is now trying to recruit more Californians because everybody knows the quarterback that, that is headed to Tennessee. Uh, and that was good for Pitt because now, you know, Minchie's less of a target for the Vols, and, and now that door is a little bit open, and, and you can go close it with uh, with a target and a commitment like you just did. So all those things work together, but look, nobody can recruit other positions, particularly on offense, like a quarterback can. So, yeah, I would, I would wonder uh, how Pitt takes advantage of this in the weeks and months to come. Folks, we will get right back to it. But first, let me let you know about Built Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into the plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing it was only 150 calories and carried 16 grams of protein with it. Folks, this is the birthday cake puff from Built. I just received my birthday cake puffs, and folks, they are great. Taste like a marshmallow. Taste like you are on cloud nine it's delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100 real chocolate and you have all that healthy goodness of a protein bar that you could ever want folks with only 150 calories 16 grams of protein only nine grams of sugar this limited time flavor is an amazing option if you are looking for a healthy way to get the flavor and variety you want so folks all you have to do is go to built.com use the promo code lack 15 and get 15 percent off your order use the promo code lack 15 for 15 percent off at built.com
the Tennessee area and Alabama after they offer quarterbacks there. So that tracks perfectly. And, and if you look at Pitt's quarterback depth chart for next year, if Keaton Slowis doesn't go, their quarterbacks are from Arizona, New Jersey, Texas, and Tennessee. So all but one of those guys really is outside the Pitt recruiting footprint. And you saw, you know, Nate Yarnell, who was from Lake Travis, obviously a very storied program there in terms of quarterback production. Um, he, there were a few other Texas guys that followed him last year. Marquan Pope and Shane Wabuko, who just won uh, states, followed him in suit. So Pitt had two Texas commits last year when they almost never get Texas commits. So I wonder if we're going to see the same thing here with Tennessee. Now, the Tennessee footprint's a little bit different for me because I don't know much about Tennessee. I know about Jersey, Ohio, Florida, Georgia, all that, where Pitt actually you know lives and kind of breathes in. What about the Nashville, Memphis kind of area is about that talent? How plentiful is it? How rich is it? And how hard is it for Pitt to say pull guys out of those areas? Well, maybe you've got teams like Tennessee. You probably got other SEC programs coming in there. Cincinnati's probably in there. Kentucky's probably in there. Maybe how hard is it going to be for Pitt to say pull out uh, two, three guys from maybe the Nashville, Memphis area to follow Minshew in the class? Well, on the front end of your question, Nick, those metros are great for football. Um, obviously, we, we all know about all the adages about football in the South and being religion and all that. Well, I think you got great private school ball, particularly in Nashville, uh, that really has elevated the perception of football in the state of Tennessee in general. It's probably, I don't have the numbers in front of me, probably a top 12 or 13 state in the country for football. Uh, we're seeing a lot of schools pluck talent uh, from the state of Tennessee as well. I mean, just at the quarterback position, and I know Minchie's obviously one of these guys, I think five or six are going to play in the power five from this class of 2023. So that tells you that there's a lot of volume and talent at the very top of the list. Uh, there's always trench talent in Tennessee as well, particularly on the offensive line. Uh, always something that comes up. The receivers are really good in Tennessee. This class has double-digit power five receivers in the state. Uh, so I do think that there's room to expand the footprint a little bit. And again, certain recruits, they grow up and they're like, hey, I'm going to play in the SEC because I'm in Tennessee and it's UT and Vandy and I'm going to go to there or, or one of their arrivals. But there's also the other type of recruit that says, you know, I grew up and I'm familiar and that's great, but I want something different. I want something new. Uh, so typically when you do go outside of that, you want to go to a big metro. Hello, Pittsburgh. You want to go to somewhere where it's not just that classic small town, rural college perception. Uh, so those are, are the times where you can, you know, if you're from, you know, in Dallas, you can go pluck a recruit like that. Pittsburgh, some of these bigger cities that have metros and a different feel, a city vibe. You can now pull uh, prospects that are looking to get out of that kind of, uh, you know, quote unquote, country a style of, of atmosphere, because there is certainly a contingent that, that grow up wanting something different and something new. Um, but, you know, you got to recruit them first. You got to offer them. You got to uh, invite them for visits and all of that. And I, I think, think when you pair that with a guy like Kenny Minchie, who's now verbally committed, it just seems that more that, that much more tangible. Just like what we said about the draft and how he can say, man, that's the freshest, newest thing. And it's, it's connected to Pitt. Other recruits can say that about about Minchie now. Like, well, yeah, this kid, yeah, he's really good. He committed to Pitt. Oh, 
what, what's what's the deal with that? Are they what ACC? Oh, they won it last year. And then all of a sudden the ball gets rolling and interest can continue to rise in that regard. So it won't be a pipeline state. It won't be something we see in every cycle, but certainly because it's early enough in, in May where you've got seven months till signing day, the early signing day, to where you can really make moves and, and change some opinions uh, with an offer uh, and, and a continued recruitment. So I think there's enough time with your quarterback on board to really dig into that footprint and see if you can uh, steal an SEC recruit or two. Yeah, since Minshew committed, Pitt has thrown out seven offers in Tennessee. So clearly they are trying to do that. And the interesting connection here, and I kind of want to get your take on this, uh, assistant quarterbacks coach Jonathan DeBasso came from Vanderbilt, uh, and he is now at Pitt under Frank Signetti, and he is the guy that offered Minshew and has now kind of got into the Tennessee recruiting area. So how does having that assistant connection to, say, the high schools in Tennessee, he knows the area obviously was just at Vanderbilt. That's going to help Pitt, I would assume, as well, kind of try and maybe dig in a little bit here. Yeah, of course. You need coaches that have recruited in those footprints and in those states. So when one is was coaching SEC ball in the state and you're trying to counter that, uh, obviously it gives you a really nice advantage in, in trying to do so and, and gives you a one-up on, hey, this school is one you need to recruit. This kid is one that we've heard about since his freshman year, so it might be harder to get in with him because you got to make business decisions on, on the, the program side as well. So having someone who's been there and done that to a degree certainly helps you, and it helps to give more Southern and Tennessee kids the benefit of the doubt in those decisions because – Another thing we don't talk about is, you know, hey, you got to go to bat for your recruit, right? If you're an assistant coach and you, hey, this is the guy, this is the quarterback. Kenny Minchie's the guy we need to put higher on the board and we need to take if he's ready to commit versus prospect X in another area, another state that's that another assistant coach is, is kind of going to bat for. So that's important as well. So the more experience you have in going into those areas in terms of, um, you know, at prior coaching stops or what have you, it only helps to reinforce uh, some of those positions and standings that these assistant coaches have sometimes against one another. So it's certainly invaluable and obviously played a big part in, in this uh, decision and recruitment, which, uh, you know, who knows down the road, that could be one of the key things that you look back on and say, Hey, Pitts, whatever Pitts run looks like in the ACC recently, that could become a, a big spot and factor within it. Yeah. And Pitt again, going outside their footprint a lot. I think they just offered someone from Missouri. They are going wherever they can. They are using this ACC turn, you know, ACC championship thing, and they are wielding it around. And you hear the kids from Tennessee, Missouri, wherever, Texas. I didn't know much about Pitt, but they're ACC champs, and that perks their ears up. And they, a lot of them come to Pittsburgh on unofficial visits. So the staff's doing something right in that regard. John, as always, thank you for coming on. Tell them when they can find your stuff. Do all that great stuff, man. Yeah, Nick, uh, si.com slash college. Uh, and, of course, my guy's got my Twitter handle right there, John Garcia underscore JR, talking recruiting all the time. So come hang out. Make sure to check out John's stuff. He does great things, as always, folks. We'll be back tomorrow. As always, hail.